Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. And welcome to your Friday, October 30th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Coming up in this episode, you can hear my conversation with Flyers bench boss Elaine Vino. Had a chance to catch up with him yesterday morning. A lot of interesting conversation here, including uh, a moment in this uh, conversation in regards to Flyer fans that renewed my faith in humanity, at least on social media. You'll hear why. Coming up with Elaine Vino in just a moment. Uh, I know I said on Wednesday's episode that uh, Scott Gordon would be appearing in this episode. He will be, in fact, appearing in Monday's episode. Also coming up in episodes on the way as well next week, uh, Flyers' top pro- prospect Morgan Frost will join us. Talk about what's going on with him right now as the NHL and AHL are kind of in this holding pattern, although we did get news that the AHL has decided to set a date for the start of their season, which will be coming up on February 4th. You have to think that maybe the NHL would like to get underway prior to that. My guess, best guess, just for a couple of reasons. Number one would be that it would be probably mid-January for the NHL. I know Gary Bettman and Bill Daly in the league office has reiterated that their target date is January 1st. But when you look at that, there's one thing in there, one element that makes me think mid-January is more likely, and it's this. Are you going to want to start? They're going to have a two-week training camp, apparently, leading into the 2021 season. Uh, But are you going to have a training camp with the holiday of Christmas wrapped right in the middle? Now, 24 of these teams that will be in training camp were in a bubble for much of the summer, or at least you know four to six weeks, both in Phase 3 and Phase 4, some even longer, like the Tampa Bay Lightning, the teams that went to the finals and the conference finals. Asking them to miss the holiday with their family when they just went to a hub city away from their families is probably not likely. Plus, in the CBA, the players have the right to take the holiday. And I, I doubt that they'll start training camp, allow the players to disperse for the Christmas holiday and New Year, and then bring them back. That just doesn't seem like the greatest situation to me, considering uh, the virus and everything else. So I would say it's probably more likely that they would start training camp right after the holidays, two weeks, and then get right into a very short preseason and start the 2021 season. We'll see in some cities if that includes some socially distanced fans or no fans to start and fans get integrated. All that depends on the science, but uh, that's what I would uh, kind of predict at this moment. We should get some more information and reporting on uh, timelines for the return of the NHL coming up in the next couple of weeks as they assemble the return to play committee and much more. But Scott Gordon will join us in Monday's episode. Morgan Frost will join us coming up uh, next week as well. And uh, Flyers prospect, uh, they signed him to a contract uh, during the pause. Linus Sandin, who's playing right now over in Sweden for his team there. Uh, looking forward to the opportunity to come to North America and play in the best league in the world, which is the National Hockey League. But right now, let's get to my conversation with the Flyers coach. Here's Elaine Vigneault. I had a chance to catch up with him yesterday. Happy to have joined us once again. A return visit from the Flyers head coach. And how about this? Salions notre ami Elaine Vigneault. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Como va tu? <laughs> I, I love the effort. Love the effort. I'm doing real well. Uh, you know, as, as well as I guess anyone can do in... in uh, and these different and challenging times. And uh, I hope that uh, everyone out there also is doing well. You know, Elaine, it's exactly where I want to start because it's so well said by you. Um, I, I put out on my Twitter that I was going to speak with you today if anybody had any questions. And I have uh, Fly Guy Josh, uh, Chris, Jamie, Daniel, Jamie, another different Jamie, uh, uh, Conrad and Scott all say, 
no question for the coach, but just let him know that we're thinking about him, his mother and his family. And to get that several times from Flyer fans to me is sometimes, uh, you know, it reassures your your faith in this world that people know that there's bigger things and more important things than just hockey at times. Well, like from my standpoint, I really appreciate uh, the feedback that I that I got. You know, obviously, uh, you know, to see your your parent, one of your parents in, in these situations is is not uh, pleasant, but um, she's handling it the, the best way she can in her moment of where she, you know, she sort of understands what's going on. Um, it's, it's great to have her back, but, uh, you know, right now, everybody's got their own personal situation with the, with the, the, the COVID factor. And uh, I think everyone, whether you're in, in the States or you're in Canada, uh, there's a lot of things that are going on right now, and and I would uh, recommend and hope that everybody's trying to be a good person. Everyone's trying to help one another out uh, because we we need to get tight together, work together to come out of this. And hopefully, once we're out of this uh, out of this COVID time here, that uh, we all find uh, the normalcy that we had before and uh, better times ahead. I think that your transparency and willingness to talk about it too also helps people. So I, I definitely applaud you for that. Um, AV, let's talk about the importance of having good people and having good people all over an organization, because I talked to Scott Gordon yesterday and he's just a really good guy. And you have him as your bench boss down with the Phantoms. Uh, I, I know you hired uh, Chris Stewart as a, a player development coach, just another good guy, great energy to have around. Ian LaPerriere went that route. He's on your staff. You bring in Mike Yo, Michelle Tarion, Chuck Fletcher, good people. How important of an element is, to ha- is that to have spread throughout your entire organization? Because it brings a positive vibe and, and it takes a lot of, you know, distraction and, and acrimony out of the equation when, it's, when, when you're trying to win a Stanley Cup. It's a hard thing to do. Oh, uh- that is that is so so true. I mean, you, you know, you could have uh, you know the best X and O's and and the best system coaches in the world, but at the end of the day, I believe the number one quality that you have to surround yourself with is good people—people people that uh, you know do things with their heart and soul and then do it for the right reasons. And if you do that, and I've been been lucky i've been able to surround myself with tremendous people and that's i've been able to to stay in this business and 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 you know having have a a pretty good record with one thing missing that stanley cup that i'm working to to get here in philly but you have to have the best people uh, around you to to make you uh, capable of, of doing your job and that's what i've been able to do uh whether it it been in montreal in vancouver uh, in New York and and now here in Philly in Vancouver, anybody that you know follow the playoffs. Rick Bonus, who is is in my book one of the best uh, hockey person you'll ever meet, uh, was an associate coach, and then uh, they made a, a change for uh, reasons that we all know. He became the head coach, and he's got the most games coached of anybody, uh, uh, Scotty Bowman or, or anybody in, in the NHL. And one of the reasons I believe that he's been able to, to to get that number of games with all those teams is because his first quality is he's an unbelievable guy. He's there to help out. And I've always tried to surround myself with him for seven years in Vancouver. I worked with him as his assistant in Ottawa. 
And I've always tried to, from Vancouver on to have the best people around. And I think that's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, we've been able to have the, the success that we've had. It's a great point. And he was one of the great stories of the Stanley Cup playoffs. When you guys were eliminated, were you able to continue watching? Did, were you able to watch the cup get lifted in these unique uh, circumstances? I know oh, it's hard. No I, went, I went back home and, uh, you know, to see friends and family, my parents, and uh, obviously didn't miss a game. Uh, every night we had hockey, except for in the finals. It was every other night. But, uh, you know, understanding we had been there for, you know, close to seven weeks in that bubble in Toronto. And then everybody moving to Edmonton and, and the challenge of, of, of being in that bubble. I have a lot of respect for for all the players that went through it, for the sort of the, the extra players also that, you know, had to stay in, in, the, in that surroundings and in that bubble and, and push themselves through and, and the staff. And it was a, a challenging situation. You saw that in the hockey, you saw that in basketball. Uh, but, uh, you know, everybody trying to do their part. Uh, and uh, and the part that we could do at that time was was play and and uh, you know get some sports on TV so that the, so that the fans could watch some games and unfortunately our uh, you know our our mission our route ended maybe a little quicker than we anticipated but I think we all learned from it and once we get back to playing I'm not sure when that's going to be we'll be able to. Uh, continue uh, the progress that we've made and then hopefully bring that Stanley Cup to Philly. Elaine, it is, it's hard staying sane right now, obviously with our world, you alluded to it and not knowing when the, the game is coming back. We know the target date and, and we hope that that is adhered to and, and that's possible. Um, is, are you finding it weird that at this time of year, leaves changing, weather's uh, temperatures dropping, uh, that you're you're not in the rigidity of an NHL schedule right now because this is different oh, exactly. for all of us. Like we're we're usually in full hockey mode right now. And, yeah. And usually when you're talking about uh, you know November, you've just gone through camp, uh, a tough camp, and then you've gone through a, you know the first part of your schedule, and now you're uh, you know you're nearing that 20 game mark where that usually gives you a pretty good indication of your team and the adjustments if you need to make some adjustments moving forward so you know you're usually right into that right now we're nowhere near that obviously uh so you know it's it's a challenge for for everyone right now it's a challenge for players to you know to ramp up their conditioning to to where do they ramp it up where are they so uh, i guess at the end of the day uh, i can only say that you know when i talk to my staff and i talk to the players you know, focus on what, what you can focus, continue to use this time positively. There's a lot of people out there that are, are a lot worse off than, than, than we are at this time. Uh, if you can help, help uh, and focus on, on, you know, what you can do and make sure that you're a good person with the people around you. And that's what I'm very confident that uh, my group and uh, everybody that's associated with the Flyers and Comcast family is doing right now. Uh, Elaine, um, it's, there's likely going to be a very condensed schedule when the league does come back. We don't know if there's going to be an all-Canadian division, maybe at least to start. Um, year two as well, difference in approach uh, with your team. You know, As a coach, year one, you have certain boxes you want to check, and that's getting your team to play the right way, buy into your system. You certainly did that in year one. With, with year two and a condensed schedule, uh, how do you kind of tweak things from a messaging standpoint and, and, and move to take that next step? Yeah, you know, for me, I'm going to go back to the experience that we had during the last uh, lockout. 
where you know we uh, had a condensed schedule, 48 games started at the end of January. Uh, and a, you know, very short training camp. I think it was 10, seven or 10 days, no exhibition, and and you know, games after games after games. So, I'm going to use that that experience that we had uh, at that time. You know, I was in year uh, five. I think I was or five or six with the with the the, the, the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So this year, this time I'm in year two, and we got a pretty good. Uh, feel of, of the players that I have available and, and what they can bring to the table and our conditioning guys are, are staying on these guys right now, making sure that, uh, you know, they're following the, the plan that they have uh, for them. Every, everyone's plan is a little bit different, but uh, you know, we'll, you know, you just got to take it a day at a time and, and hopefully we get the, you know, a date uh, at some point here in the, in the near future. And, uh, we all work to uh, get to getting back to work. Oh, got you back there. I lost you for a second. Oh. Uh, Elaine, two of the guys that you'd like to get for a full season are Nolan Patrick and, and certainly Oscar. You got him back at uh, into the playoffs there for two games. But uh, to get Nolan Patrick, I know he's been scrimmaging out in Western Canada. Uh, what's the latest you hear on Nolan Patrick? And, and how might you be able to deploy that weapon uh, in what would, I guess, be his third season of playing in the NHL? Like I, I haven't talked to Nolan uh, lately, uh, but I have gotten obviously uh, feedback from uh, our uh, our medical staff and and Chuck, who's been on, in contact with him, and I guess he's he's feeling real well. He's been working out. Uh, you know, uh, I I don't know the the, the young man personally. Uh, you know, obviously he was around our team uh, at different points throughout last year. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're keeping our fingers crossed that uh, he is, is healthy and, uh, you know, that he will be able to, to play the game that, that he loves. He loves to play hockey and uh, hopefully he'll be able to come in at the beginning and, and play for us. Uh, just like Oscar. I know Oscar's back home right now, getting himself ready. And uh, those are two young men with uh, everybody was, uh, you know, knows that they've got so much potential hopefully we can uh, get them to play and stay healthy and, and help the Flyers win a lot of games you had a big loss in the offseason the sudden retirement of Matt Niskanen and boy he meant a lot to your hockey team both on and off the ice uh, you bring in uh, Eric Gustafson but uh, the loss of Niskanen is something that uh, is very pronounced how do you kind of deal with that and who's a potential pairing partner for a guy like Ivan Provorov yeah and you know no doubt if if I can talk about Niski for a while and, and his professionalism, he was a huge help to our, mm-hmm. our younger players. Uh, that was a great call by Chuck Fletcher to bring him in and, uh, you know, have him be him, a uh, true professional in practice and games and preparation, uh, video sessions, meeting, et cetera. So uh, our team benefited from his presence just one year, but I think the younger players are, are going to remember him and, and how, uh, he came to play and it, it says a lot about him. Like he couldn't be all in. So, you know, to, to, to retire and, and decide, decide that since I, I can't bring it every night, the way I've been doing it in the past, I'd, I'd rather move on. It says a lot about, uh, you know, him as far as, you know, who's going to replace him. That's why, you know, we've got training camp and, yep. you know, uh, we'll see what happens. We've got some young players that have been progressing and, uh, We'll let them fight it out, fight out, fight out for ice time, and who plays with Pro B moving forward. Uh, last thing for you: um, free agency and uh, the draft have taken place since we last spoke. 
Uh, obviously, free agency looked a lot different this year than it has in years past. A flat cap uh, for this year and perhaps a, a few going forward certainly uh, helped predicate that. But uh, you had the opportunity to coach Henrik Lundqvist in, in New York, and he's a legend. going to be weird for you to see him in a Washington uniform? Oh, geez. I, uh, you know, Henrik was, uh, you know, such a, a ranger. And I think in, in, in his mind, he was going to retire as a ranger. But you know, each individual is different. Um, he wants to continue. He still has that uh, quest to, to compete and be the best that he can be. So I'll wish him the best of luck. Uh, but uh, it, it, with against everybody except the Flyers, he's a great <laughs> person, and I hope that uh, he does well. Well, Elaine, I appreciate you doing this. Best to you, best to your family and everybody surrounding you. I know that you're having the same kind of itchy feeling that we're all having. We want to see this game back on the ice and, and get it back where it belongs. Uh, thanks for doing this. Be well, and we'll definitely talk soon. Thanks. Stay safe. Take care. Bye-bye. Special thanks to Elaine Vigneault for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. And always great to hear, you know, oftentimes professional athletes, coaches, there's not a lot of transparency into their personal life. And the way Elaine Vigneault has been very transparent about the struggles his mother's going through with Alzheimer's and his father and taking care of his mother in this pandemic, which is obviously very difficult, uh, has been something that I think a lot of people have really, really appreciated. Uh, that transparency uh, th- that you know so many people go through it. I went through it with my grandmother as well. And uh, to see the way that uh, people have reacted to Elaine Vigneault and talking about what his parents are going through in this pandemic has been very refreshing and uh, got a bunch of great tweets from people uh, about uh, wishing him well, wishing his parents well uh, through this very difficult time of, of dealing with a global pandemic and couple that with uh, an awful, awful disease in Alzheimer's. So uh, thanks to Elaine Vigneault for joining us and everybody have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on Monday's episode with Scott Gordon, former interim Flyers head coach and current coach of the Phantoms in Lehigh Valley. We'll talk to Scott Gordon on Monday's episode. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you then.